Welcome to Misunderstandings of the Mind podcast, the space where we explore common misunderstandings of how life works, allowing us to gain new perspectives on health, wealth, relationships, and much more. Life doesn't have to be hard work. It can be a flowing collection of experiences if we learn some simple truths about how our experience is created. Through this understanding, we realize that at a fundamental level, we are all already whole and perfect. Okay, we're live. Hi, Rohini. Welcome to Misunderstandings of the Mind podcast. Great to see you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm really, uh, this is a great, when we were just talking about the subject, you know, um, you know, looking in the direction of a, of a misunderstanding around um, commitment and conflict around relationships, you know, as soon as you sort of, as soon as we came up with that idea, it was like, yeah, I, I see a massive misunderstanding there. And, um, you know, you, you, you transported me back, you know, about 10 years when, when you said about um, the, the commitment idea about how, you know, in my own relationships, I used to, um, you know, have this, have these ideas that when the other person does all these things that I need and um, then I'll commit to them. And I was consistently in that space of uh, going in and out of relationships, waiting for somebody to show up who, who was going to do these things that I thought were the requirements, you know, for, for me to then go, yep, this is the one I'm going to commit to it. And that's how it's going to work. I can, I can completely relate as well. I certainly, um, did that and I would even be in relationships, but one foot out the door. Um, so on, on one level thinking, well, this is a committed relationship, but internally really not being a hundred percent in. Yeah. And it was like, um, you know, looking back at my relationships kind of like now versus then it was like, you know, I see, I, I guess I see them as like, uh, they were exactly what I was meant to have at the time because I was like, I, I can't imagine what would have happened if someone would have shown up giving me all the things that I thought I needed in order to commit, you know, because it's kind of like when I look back at it now, I see that everything that happened was was in order to give me that reflection of, you know, of the fact that I needed to look inwardly rather than outwardly for someone to give me the things that I needed to be okay. And we can really only see what our understanding is at at the time so even if you'd had that perfect person show up you probably wouldn't have been able to see it based on you know the the misunderstandings that you had running yeah so what do you like if you know what do you see in that in that sort of with somebody struggling with that i know like for me like with my current understanding it's very different to how i used to see it and i think how i used to see it seems to be the common misunderstanding because i mean i trained as a psychotherapist and it was like all that does is points you back to your historical parent child relationship and says that um oh you're looking for someone to fulfill the role of the parent that you never had you know and it was like and that was always the direction that in the past i, I was i was looking in you know it's kind of like oh i i want someone to i feel invisible so i want someone who's really gonna um, value me and validate me all the time or you know I'm, I'm really insecure because my mum was so unreliable you know and it was like I was always looking in in the directions of, of those things and um, and they were when I was looking that way those were like 
you know, what I would have called deep wounds, you know, it was kind of like that I was really sensitive to not being seen or not being valued. And it's like, it would create like, um, you know, fits of rage and anger and pet and suffering, you know, that I would really struggle in. And it was like, and I was always like looking for somebody else to, to make that okay for me, you know, but like from, from your perspective of today, you know, how, how do you look at that? Well, in terms of the suffering and, and sort of being able to move beyond the suffering to be able to enjoy life, independent of what your past experiences have been, what really I find is most helpful for people and myself included is to be able to recognize that there's an experience of being okay. There's an experience of well-being that is right here and right now, independent of what's happened to us, independent of what our current circumstances are. And that when we're suffering, there tends to be habitual conditioning that has us look outside of ourselves to say, if this were different, then I would suffer less. This is the way that I can stop suffering. And in relationships, it's usually the person that we're closest to that we start looking at when we're suffering and we start to, to see everything that we think is wrong with them. And we think if this were different, if she were to behave this way or if he didn't do that, then I wouldn't be suffering. And we go external and look at how to make life different for us so that we can feel okay. But ultimately, it never works. And that's where we, we went to the conflict piece because usually what that ends up leading people to is more conflict in the relationship because nobody likes to feel that they're not good enough or that they're um, you know, not being able to be appreciated for how they are. And so it just leads to this um, kind of repetitive cycle of um, power struggles. And if you were different, I'd feel better. But if you were different, I'd feel better. And so it leads like two people pointing fingers at each other. And ultimately, what each one of them is really looking for is to feel that that place of love inside of themselves. And that is our natural state. That is the natural state of every single one of us. So therefore, it has to be the natural state of relationships. But when we get caught up in Think and, and what you were saying about, um, you know, historical issues, what you would have considered to be past wounding, ultimately that's um, getting caught up in the memories of the past and the present moment and feeling, identifying with the thoughts and feeling the feelings associated with that when you identify with those thoughts. It's not about the past anymore. When that experience of suffering is happening in the present moment, it's so helpful for people to understand that it's not because of what happened to them before, it's because of what's happening in the here and now, which is how they're relating to their thoughts. And it's not um, to say that we're not going to do that as human beings, we all do that, but understanding that that's where the suffering comes from real time, to me is really empowering because we can't change our past. We can't change what's happened to us. And if we think that we're just going to fundamentally suffer because of that, then there's no, there's no freedom. But if we see that the suffering that's happening in the present moment is coming from how we're relating to our own thoughts, how we're identifying with them, what we're looking at is real and true, then we get to have more choice. We get to um, have more... Uh, freedom available to us to look in a different direction 
to when we get caught up in painful thoughts, to not dig in deeper and um, go into analyzing or looking, but to have the ability to see that that's creating suffering. And when we see that, we just naturally are going to stop causing suffering for ourselves. None of us are designed to move towards suffering when we have a choice or when we see that it's not serving us. So then we naturally see that that doesn't make sense. And the alternative is really to look within, to look at what's true and real inside of us, to look at who we really are, to look at our true nature, that I experience as love, that I experience as a, as a feeling of peace, that I experience as expansiveness. And to know that that is really what we're all looking for, ultimately. We all want more of that. And it's not gonna come from a partner. It's not gonna come from some outside circumstance. It's not gonna come from changing things in our life. It's gonna come from dropping into that experience that's here right now, available to every single one of us. Yeah, I was, um, I mean like, listening now i mean that just makes so much sense but i kind of like when i was listening i almost thought if i'd have heard that like when i was deep in the middle of that no you need to do this in order to make me okay fight you know all, all the times that i'd gone to therapy with a partner that i'd got books and pointed out why the way they be were behaving was wrong and how they needed to do this you know in the depths of that i kind of would have just perhaps looked at you a little bit sideways and thought what on earth are you talking about you know it's kind of like no it's clearly this person who needs to change in order to make me okay and it's like it's such um some some thoughts for me you know it's kind of like what i've seen is that are so much more sticky than others and like and and i i gather evidence you know as to why they're correct you know, and it's like, and that's been my, my like, some of those thoughts at, at, at times will look a little bit more real than others. And I guess, you know, it's like, where I was heading with this was like, you know, where does someone start? You know, it's kind of like when they're in the depths of that, like pain and that struggle in and out of that, um, as I was with relationships, you know, looking for someone else to make me feel better if it wasn't working, moving on to the next, finding the next person, going through that honeymoon period of relationships and then finding out the truth, you know, of like what it's like once that excitement part is over, you know, like where does the, where does the change from looking outward to, to, to looking inward come? Well, I love that you brought up that honeymoon period because to me, that's, that is a window into possibility and truth. Like people kind of dismiss it as, oh, I lost my mind in that honeymoon period. That's, you know, I was crazy. What was I thinking? But actually, to me, that's when people have less on their mind naturally. And I think for any of us that have experienced that kind of honeymoon period in a relationship, it's kind of like this gift where we get unglued from our insecure thinking and our mind settles and we see more clearly. And the person that we've, you know, fell in love with during that time is the same person that we're seeing when we're not in that state of mind. They probably haven't changed one bit. What's shifted is our state of mind. And so what I, what I usually do when people are really gripped that way is I kind of get them reflective and have them check out for themselves, you know, does this, um, behavior that your partner does, does it always annoy you to the same extent? 
And what people usually see is that, that when they're in a good feeling, when they're open hearted, when they're in a good mood, whatever the, you know, behaviors are that aren't ideal with their partner, they usually have much more ability to give them the benefit of the doubt, to see maybe that their partner's suffering in that moment, to not take it personally. Like they have all of that naturally. And then there's other times where their partner might be doing something really minimal, not even as extreme as before, and that's taken personally, and then their feelings are really hurt. And so what I'm hoping they see from that is they start to get a feel for, oh, it's actually not about what my partner's doing or not doing that impacts how I feel. It's actually about where I am within myself, in my own state of mind, in my own consciousness that actually makes a difference. And when people can see that they have a different bandwidth and capacity to be with their partner's humanness, depending on what their state of mind is and their own humanness for that matter, then they start to look in the direction of where they can genuinely be on the learning curve of not having um, so much identification with all of that negative thinking that comes in because that's what happens. When we're suffering, we are caught up in our own negative thoughts. We might not see them, they might be invisible to us, but understanding that that is where our suffering comes from, to me, is what allows us to be empowered in relationships. It actually is what gives us leverage to be able to be okay and to find stability within ourselves in the here and now so that we're not dependent on somebody else for that. And that um, to me, that dependency on needing someone else to be okay for us to be okay. I mean, that's what they call codependence. It's like, that is so destabilizing because none of us are ever okay all of the time. But if we can really see that there are, we have honeymoon states in mind all the time. It's not just that period. We drop into a place of, of open-heartedness, open-mindedness, and we just don't have a lot on our mind at those times. And we see things more clearly and we see see people with more kindness and compassion. And for me, that was the biggest shift, I think, in my relationship is it because I was absolutely um, clear previously that if Angus were different, then I would be happier. If he would just, you know, be this or that, then I would be happier. And what I was completely missing in that was that when his behavior was not to my liking. Let's say he was, you know, not being his kindest self in, in, the, in that moment. What I was missing was that that was him suffering. That was him being caught up and gripped. And instead of seeing it for what it is, I would take it personally. And I would have, you know, all of the emotions that were appropriate if I were to take that personally. And when I genuinely had more internal stability within myself, what I was shocked to see and, and kind of really humbled to see is how little compassion I had had previously to his suffering and how self-focused or selfish, you could say, I had been in terms of my own experience that I was blind to... Um, what was going on with him. And, and when I saw that from a more stable place inside of myself, I was able to genuinely, not, not manufacture, but genuinely see like, oh my gosh, he's really suffering right now. I don't need to take anything he's saying personally or seriously. This is a reflection of where he's at. 
And that's not who he is. That's how he behaves when he's really outside of his bandwidth and not feeling okay. What, what occurred to me to do was not to get into how he needed to be different in that moment, which is how I would have done it in the past and started pointing the finger. But what occurred to me is like, how can I help? What can I do to help here? I can see you're really struggling. What's going to be helpful to you? And, and when I had that experience the first time, it was, it was so transformative because it took me out of my own um, self-absorption and allowed me to have a whole new perspective, not just on him, but also on myself. Because I didn't only just want him to be different. I also wanted myself to be different. I wanted to be better. I wanted to behave better. I wanted to get rid of all of my, you know, frailties. And it just helped me to see that this isn't about improving him or improving me. This is simply about understanding what happens to human beings when we lose touch with who we really are, when we lose touch with that inner stability and okayness that's in ourselves. And that ultimately that is when we suffer is when we're not connected with that. Yeah. I mean, that, um, that situation, what you talked about, I mean, for me, it could be, um, it could be so volatile, you know, so quickly where someone else reacted where they in their stuff. And then before I knew it, I'd reacted to their reaction. And <laughs> just like, there was no saying where it was going to go, you know? And it was like, and, and seeing it that way that you, that you talked about, you know, was like, um, having compassion and not being caught up in, in, my own story of me you know it was like um and what i needed and how someone else needed to behave in order to be around me and what i needed in order to be okay in a relationship and what i needed the um parent of my child to be like and all the other stories that i attached to it you know in order to be okay it was like um just sort of stepping back from that you know and just and just saying um you know what would what would make this better you know, it's kind of like, what, what, what can I do? And it was like, and I'm, and I've got to be honest, I'm not always able to do that. You know, it's kind of like, and, and you know, the, thing that, <laughs> the thing that came to me was about like the, what, what we're talking about and what you're, what you're sharing about doesn't make everything perfect. You know, it's kind of like, for me, what it gives me is the ability not to be, you know, to have a different relationship with my experience, you know, in that, um, I still get triggered and I still get caught up in that. And then, I, and then it's like, I'm, I'm able to very quickly, as soon as I, you know, if I get caught up in that, that what I explained is that volatile situation where someone reacts and I react to them usually very quickly. I mean, sometimes not, but most of the time I'm able to just go, Oh, I'm here again. You know, it's kind of like, and, and, and that knowing that my experience comes from my thinking about the situation rather than the actual situation just very quickly for me diffuses that, you know, and it's like, so, and, and, and when I was talking about having it, when I was saying having a different relationship with my experience, I just don't have the judgment of it anymore because afterwards it would have been like, Oh God, it's this situation again. It's like this person had that sort of an upbringing and I had that sort of an upbringing and we're not meant to be together. And it's always going to be like this because we're always going to be triggered by each other. And, you know, it was, it was like that. Whereas I just don't have that anymore. You know, I just have that like, um, 
you know, oh, I'm human moment. You know, I, I got caught up in my shit for a minute and it's kind of like, and actually I don't need to do that because the only thing that person's going to suffer is me. So, you know, what, what, what good can I do? You know, what can I do to, to make this okay? And sort of looking in the direction of health rather in the direction of, you know, in, in the judgment was always in the direction of what was wrong. You know, whereas mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. now looking to what's right, it's kind of like, oh, we're human. You know, we had a moment and like, you know, and this particular, usually what it is, this particular thought looks to have some evidence, you know, that it's kind of backed up by evidence that it's more real than the other thoughts that I have, you know, and it's like, and it's the one that I, that I often fall into, but um, now so quick, I don't, it doesn't linger with me anymore. You know, I don't spend days, like I used to spend days thinking about that stuff. I used to spend days caught up in the air, uh, in in the suffering of what I'd created, you know, like really thinking that, oh God, I have to change this, um, I have to change that, and how am I going to do it? And spending so much time it, working out, you know, what it was I needed to do about this so-called problem, but that didn't even exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and that shift, I think it's you know people can hear that shift, and and the natural questions that come up are like, well, how does that happen? Like, how does that shift? How do you bounce back? quicker how do you take things less personally and, and it's really I think important to help people see that it's through having the willingness to recognize that their experience isn't coming from outside of themselves to look in that direction to see that their partner is not responsible for how they feel and then to look within to see like well then what where does my experience come from what is the source of it and it's a looking within and when you said that you know, things can escalate so quickly. It's really compelling, especially in relationships, to look outside of ourselves. Like it's just so compelling to engage. The adrenaline kicks in, our, you know, fight, flight, freeze mechanism kicks on. It can happen so quickly. But so in in the in the heat of the moment, it's really just about putting the oxygen mask on yourself to the best of your ability and taking care of yourself. But when you're not in the heat of the moment, getting reflective and really looking at what you see is true about where experience comes from, not just in relationships, but in life. Does it come from what's outside of you? Is that really the source of what you experience? Or is it an internally created experience? Does it come from within? And we can't answer that question intellectually. I can't give someone that answer, but it, to me, it's really worthwhile to look in that direction, see what occurs because that was what allowed me to have so much more freedom from those habitual patterns. Like when you were talking about sort of historical <coughs> issues, it's like that's habitual thinking that, that we live in and that's invisible to us and we don't see it as thought. We just see like, no, this is how I am or this is how she is or this is how he is. But ultimately, when we start to recognize more clearly for ourselves that we're living in that constant stream of thought and that when we choose like you said to identify with certain ones then we get the experience of that but the stream of thought isn't what's important it's understanding that's where our experience comes from that's important and understanding that there's this infinite intelligence behind the stream of thought that ultimately has the capacity to give us fresh thinking and new thought that to me is the the direction to look in and when people look in that direction, 
because how the system works, we, they just naturally start to get more perspective and have fresh thinking because they're not, they're no longer caught up in the habitual thoughts. They're now sort of having a more open mind to look at, well, what else is there? What else is there to see? And I love the beauty and the design of how we are, where we're just naturally designed to have fresh thinking that's real time applicable to us in the moment. And, and that's how the shift happens as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking about um, when you were talking, I was thinking about how we have this story, you know, how I had this story of who I was, you know, like the story of me, you know, and it was like, what, and when I started to see that, what you were talking about, about how my experience was created internally, like really see it when I just completely stopped ever thinking that someone else was making me unhappy, you know, it was kind of like, I guess at first it's, it's, it's a really freeing, but it's also a really like, oh shit, you know, like now I really do have to look inside, you know, and it's kind of like, and, and there's no, once you know that to be true, there's no escaping it, you know, it's kind of like, I can never like, um, in denial, look outwardly at someone or something else thinking they're making me feel like this. It was always like, oh shit, what is it that I'm creating now? You know, and it's kind of like, and, and there was times when I was creating stuff and I was feeling it, but I couldn't see, you know, I couldn't see what it was. It's like, oh, I couldn't, I didn't have that different relationship with my experience where I thought it was okay to struggle. You know, it was like, there was a big problem if I was struggling and there must've been something that, that I was doing wrong, you know, so I wasn't seeing properly. And um, I've got a combination of a few things going around my head. And one is that um, I, when I first got this understanding, I read the relationship handbook about three or four times, you know, like literally read it over. And, I, and, um, and my question at the end of it, each time when I was looking for the answer in it was like, does this mean you can be in a relationship with just anyone, regardless of what their behavior is? You know, and... Um, the other thing that I'm somehow connecting to that is the book um, by Osho, Love, Freedom and Aloneness. And it's like, and um, I've been reading that lately a few times because it's so profound about what love is, you know, and what connection is and, and how, how um, even out of our conscious awareness, even, you know, even when you've got some understanding of this, you're still somehow looking to serve yourself, you know, in a relationship. And it's like, it's really revealing to me, you know, seeing how much of, you know, even though I've got this understanding, it, it you know, my life is infinitely, you know, unrecognizably better than what it was. It's like, I, I, I still identify with things in that book where I think, wow, that's like real freedom from self, that love that uh, mm -hmm. he talks about in that book of, being connected to another person without any desire, you know, and he sort mm -hmm. of identifies the difference between lust and love and, um, you know, connection. I guess connection coming from, you know, the state of, I guess, what Sid might call no thought, you know, or, or not being caught up in thought, that that's our natural state. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when I, when I look at those two experiences, you know, reading the relationship handbook and having that question of, um, does this mean you can be in a relationship with anyone? And then reading the book on on love by Osho, you know, it's kind of like I think so. You know, I think I think that's true. When I'm not caught up in what I need to get from someone else, when I'm really just interested in in showing up, you know, and seeing what shows up and being there for someone else, it's kind of like I'm not invested in what it has to look like for me. It, it's a different experience of connection. You know, it's like, it's all I ever wanted from connection. 
you know, that, that I thought I would get from something else outside of me, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I knew for a long time that, um, I knew for a long time that what I was looking for really didn't come from another person or thing or money or weight loss or whatever it was, you know, whatever way it manifested itself, but it didn't stop me from looking for it. You know, it didn't stop me from looking for it. And it was like, I guess that was the painful part of the process. But now it's like, I find that when I'm in that state of just being curious, you know, it's kind of like with whoever I'm with, you know, about who they are and, and not being invested in getting something for me, then I, I experienced that being in that moment of, of that feeling, you know, with, with, with another person, whoever it is. Yeah. I mean, what, what you're saying, it's a profound, profound question. And, and really that connection is always going to be connection with ourselves. Like the, that impersonal love that just allows you to love everyone is ultimately connecting with the love that is, the source and the essence of every single one of us and when we're there we can you know the love is just love and i think we all have our um capacity to be in that place based on you know how we see the world and and i think theoretically yeah we could be with anyone do we want to probably not we still get to have our choice and we all have our, um, so I know I, I have my bandwidth where I probably couldn't just be with anyone just because of my level of consciousness that I wouldn't, I'd get too caught up in judgment potentially. I mean, I don't know. I know that I judge Angus and I love him tremendously at times, but I still do judge him. So it's not that I can't be with him anymore, but it's, you know, the humanness comes out and those are just the, the blind spots, the places where I, you know, look look to you know my own beliefs my own concepts my own expectations and get caught up in them and then get all judgmental and like oh it's not good enough or whatever in the moment <coughs> but but i mean i th i think that you know it's absolutely on point what you're saying that that's possible yeah I don't know if I'm there, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it, it kind of looks like, again, always like somewhere to get to, you know, and I, and I'm, I, I can see that trap, you know, of like, yeah. to get yeah. to, you know, but it's like, um, yeah, it's something that I, that I, I think it's always fleeting in and out for me, you know, that, you know, like thinking about what love is and what connection is and, and, um, and when I experience the nice feeling, you know, like that, that, you know, I'm always kind of reflective of where I'm at, you know, when I get into that nice feeling with somebody and it's kind of like, I'm, I'm, I usually notice, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I wasn't caught up in my thinking. I didn't have any expectations about how this should go or, um, oh, this is a really nice experience. You know, it's kind of like, well, you know, what was going always because I want to replicate that, you know, it's kind of like, because I enjoy that feeling. I have got selfish motives, you know, but like, um, but what I always notice is the same is that like, you know, I wasn't caught up in thinking, I didn't have ideas about how this should be and just showing up and being really curious about someone else, you know, without mm -hmm. is where that connection comes from. Yeah. Being really present. That's what I hear. Just being present and being you and, and not having a lot on your mind, just being yourself. And, and we get impacted by, by life when we're in that place, whether it's a person or just, just life, we can, you know, be in that place and just look at a flower and feel like incredible love. Like it's, it's not about the, the thing outside. It's about the experience that we have inside. And what, what I think I'm 
you know, just for myself, continuing to look in the direction of is to recognize that that I don't have to seek that experience in the way that I did in the past where I felt like I needed more. I needed more of that. It was kind of a, you know, having those spiritual experiences and like, okay, I need to get more of that. It was, it was greedy in the way that I went about it. But now it's more about recognizing that the, that experience is available to us and we fall into it. We can't make ourselves fall into it. We fall into it. And it's actually through um, the gratitude for what I have in this point in time that it allows me to sort of um, be in that place that you just described of just being myself, not, not needing to know more, see more, be more, um, you know, wise in my consciousness like to just have the gratitude that i have for what i see now and to know that yeah i still get caught up i still um identify with thinking and suffer when that happens to me but to just even know that it works that way i can be grateful for that and if nothing else changes in terms of um life circumstance that ability to just kind of be okay with what is to me has been so um, freeing and to, to know that only in my personal mind will I kind of see that there's progress available to me, but in the impersonal, like that state of love that you were talking about, the way you were talking about Osho's book, I'm not familiar with his book, that book, but um, you know, that impersonal kind of love to me, that's what's available when we are just being ourselves in the here and now and if there's any thought within us that you know is not quite good enough then that's just a reminder that we're we're not in the present moment you know we're not with what is we're we're now thinking about what is and so it's it's just it's so ordinary and simple and so freeing to realize there's nothing there's nothing to do there's just simply the the, the recognition of what's available right here. And for people to relax into that, I think is so huge. I know for me, it was so huge to just relax into that. And I think it's, I'm not alone in that sort of pressure that I was putting on myself to kind of um, get somewhere. Yeah. Um, it, when you said just then, it just made me think it's so simple, you know, it's kind of like, I was like, it's too simple, you know, it's kind of like, it's almost like completely the opposite of what, you know, I don't know if this was just my perception or whether it is, you know, like the perception of the whole sort of self-development world in some way, you know, is that like change is hard, you know, and it's kind of like that, um, you know, there's all these uh you know, if you look at like, say, the, the three principles understanding versus everything else, you know, it's kind of like everything else is prescriptive. So there's always something to do, you know, there's somewhere to go, there's another a workshop to go to, there's another book to read, another understanding to be had, um, exercises to do together in order to improve communication, you know, and all those things versus what we're talking about is like something that is kind of like an undoing of all those things and, and a realization that no there's nowhere to get to there's that you don't need to follow any prescription because like what what we're talking about is already within you know and and um like when sid defines insight as a sight from inside you know because it was like 
you know that's the realization isn't it it's kind of like oh i i actually already knew this was true you know i just like had a lot of thinking that was covering it up and and taking me in different directions and um and something else that came to me when you were talking was that you know like we all uh, in i guess before having this understanding for me you know like i had my areas of misunderstanding i had my you know there were certain areas of my life that looked really sticky like relationships and i struggled with addictions and mental health stuff you know i had a lot you know not everyone has a lot but like you know some people just struggle with relationships but what we're talking about um affects all areas of life you know and it's kind of like whatever your struggle is you know this might be the inroad to to seeing you know how the mind really works or or where clarity and peace of mind really come from you know or um the fact that there's nowhere to get to in order to be okay you know whichever way it looks to you is kind of like that when you see it in in the direction that you're looking in in whatever area that is then well my experience was was that I, everywhere else i started to look i started to see it too and the dominoes started falling in all areas of life yeah at that at, at my experience as well and and we can't like once we understand something more clearly within ourselves we look at the whole of life from that understanding from that level so of course everything is going to look different and we're going to see how it works the same way everywhere and and how we all work the same way like all human beings work the same way in terms of how we create our experience and the universality of that i think simplifies everything it's not like you have to um you know get into specific personality theories that that came up very recently in a couples intensive that angus and i were doing where um they thought that because of their personality differences they would need to learn certain um skills to overcome the personality differences so that they could communicate effectively and ultimately what they saw by the end of the intensive was that it was nothing to do with their personality differences and everything to do with the the mood that they were in and all that was going on is they were trying to communicate with each other when they were both really stirred up and in low moods and and of course their personality differences looked like they were terrible at those times but it, it wouldn't have mattered it would have been something else if it wasn't those differences because they're just in low moods caught up in their own thinking and unable to communicate effectively and just recognizing that oh we just can not communicate then or try to work out problems when we're both in that state of mind and just we can have these conversations when we're feeling open-hearted and in a good place oh there's probably going to be a lot more headway made if there's even anything needed to be talked about at those points in time so it's it's just um seeing seeing that that's available to all of us and seeing that there isn't more things you know 100 things to learn it's just recognizing like oh how we all work and having an understanding of that and when we see that we see it everywhere you know we just see it with all people not just our intimate relationships but all relationships yeah well, it makes such a difference in in for me as a as a parent in in working relationships in 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 just in my curiosity and reflection of you know how things go and and um when you just you just mentioned about uh, personality and stuff it made me think about something that I, a conversation that i had you know about um personality and character seem like such a you know, I guess if you don't have this understanding, look like such a big thing in compatibility, you know, it's kind of like within relationships and people seem to 
um, put a lot of that down. So we've got different character, we've got different personality. But I always say, well, if you cut me open, you know, there's no personality in there and there's no character in there, you know, as if it's like, um, you know, I really had this belief that it was a fixed thing that I had, you know, that was just kind of was a certain way. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm this type of person. I'm that type of person. I guess it goes back to the, the story of me, the idea of who I am, you know, when, when someone said to me, who are you really? And then, you know, finding out what's true by finding out what's not true. Well, I'm not my ideas about myself. I'm not, I'm not, the character that I think I am. I'm not the personality that I think I am. You know, I, I'm just the creator of my experience. That That's mm -hmm. it. And everything else is kind of flexible in the moment. It gives me a completely different reflective place to show up from, I guess. Yeah. And that when you see that, you also appreciate the perceived differences in a whole different way. Because we do show up in the world of form with all of our, you know, what we see in the world of form and when we understand the commonality and the universality to me it gives such greater appreciation for what we are able to experience in the diversity that exists so it's it's sort of we through the oneness we experience um the diversity with so much more uh appreciation and um uh it's less threatening and it's more just like, wow, look at how form shows up in this way. Isn't that amazing? Wow. You know, my partner really um, likes to leave all the cupboard doors open. Wow. Isn't that interesting that I like them shut? Like it, it's less of a, it's less of a problem. It's more of like, wow, isn't that cool how diversity shows up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like, it's quite funny, isn't it? You know, it's like seeing things that usually are irritating or, or part of like how we think they should be, you know, like look look really different when you're kind of um, in that reflective space, definitely. I, I mean, I don't know about anyone else, but I've certainly not been able to live like that on a consistent basis. You know, I get caught up in and out of my, uh, in and out of my, my experience, but I, I do like that. I like that I've been, I like that I've lived like that. I've experienced like that. I've, I've been curious about why other people are certain ways. And I, and I love the interactions that I have with people when that space is created, you know, between, between two or more or a group of people, you know? Absolutely. And, and that, you know, every time we get caught up, that's us learning. That's us seeing more. Like we're we're gonna learn from that experience. It's not that we shouldn't ever get caught up. It's like, yeah, of course we're gonna get caught up. And every time that occurs, we're gonna see more as a result of that. Like that's what learning looks like. That's what understanding more deeply, you know, that's what's available when we get caught up. Yeah. Well, I think this has been a, an amazing conversation and a, and, a, and a great direction to look in for anyone who's struggling with commitment or, or conflict within a relationship or, or communication. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when is a good time to communicate? What's the cause of conflict? You know, what's, what's the source of experience? You know, all, all those places to look at, which will give, um, you know, give anyone struggling with any of those things that um, a different perspective of, of the experience that they're having within a relationship, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I love the conversation too. Thanks so much. Yeah. So how can like, um, what are you up to lately? You know, what are you, what 
what do you do like what your programs that are running or things like that you know if people want to get in touch with you or yeah if people, if people want to get in contact with me like best place to go to is my website rohiniross.com there's um, a lot of um, resources there in terms of my old blog posts and videos and and uh, webinars there. So there's a lot of uh, free resources available. And then what I'm up to, uh, I do, Angus and I do relationship intensives together. I do individual intensives with um, leaders and just people who want to have more freedom in their lives and less suffering. And um, I'm not sure when this is airing, but we're probably going to be underway with our Soul Centered series. It starts um, for me this Friday coming up. So excited about that seven month program. And um, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, I'll put a link to your website and the details underneath the podcast when I put it live. So thank That's you very good. much. I really appreciate the conversation. Oh, thanks so much.